At CIGAR News, I'm Mike Rayley. President Trump is at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland today, where he talked about economic achievements made during his time in office and pushed back against those who say he hasn't done enough to combat climate change. I'm a big believer in uh, the environment. The environment to me is very important. CBS News senior political analyst John Dickerson, meanwhile, says the U.S. Senate Republicans are facing some political risk in the impeachment trial of President Trump. If they're seen as enablers and the president goes on to do something that people really do find objectionable, then opponents of those Republicans will be able to say, you know, you enabled this behavior. The trial is set to unfold at the Capitol this afternoon. First District North Carolina Democratic Representative G.K. Butterfield tells WITN News. The American people are waiting for the truth, and I have confidence that the senators will abide by their oath of office. Governor Roy Cooper spent Martin Luther King Day in Asheville visiting three area nonprofits dedicated to service. The governor spoke with WLOS News about several current issues, including the budget stalemate tied to the fight over teacher pay and expanding Medicaid in the state. We just want to try to find a middle ground. Republican State Representative Josh Dobson of McDowell County says the Republican budget contains a 3.9% pay increase for teachers plus more. I've talked to teachers in my district who say we would love to have a 3.9% increase. And then there's another one on top of that if we can get the budget passed. Greensboro police are investigating a fatal shooting. A man suffered gunshot trauma and life-saving efforts were not successful. Police identify the victim as 18-year-old Brandon Tyson. The Pender County Sheriff's Office says today one person died in a house fire in Hampstead overnight. That's just north of Wilmington. Pender County Fire Marshal Tommy Batson said neighbors heard some kind of explosion. You're listening to NCN News. start. We have some fun in store for you today, including the National Football League. Who or what is your favorite storyline leading up to Super Bowl 54 a week from Sunday? I have one as a journalist, a matchup detail between the Chiefs and the 49ers. I have another as a fan in childhood, my Philadelphia Eagles, led by that Andy Reid guy. More on that a little bit later. Maybe you're just looking forward to the commercials, which are going for 5 to $6 million for 30 seconds. And they were sold out last year. Big business continues in the NFL. Maybe you want to see J-Lo in the halftime show. Maybe the prop bets are your thing who or what is your favorite storyline leading up to super bowl 54 i'll give you some of my answers and we will welcome yours beyond the chiefs and the 49ers 
the Carolina Panthers continue to come into focus, at least on the coaching staff. Whereas there are more questions than we can count related to the depth chart. No more Luke Keekley, obviously. Cam Newton, a major question mark for medical reasons. Greg Olson might retire. Christian McCaffrey wants a new contract. A lot of other dudes are free agents. The coaching staff, little by little, is coming into focus. They did pluck the wonderkind 30-year-old Joe Brady from the national champion LSU Tigers to be their offensive coordinator. And now they have made it official. Matt Rule's defensive coordinator at Temple and Baylor as he built those programs from really bad to pretty darn good. Phil Snow was his defensive coordinator at those two college stops. He will be the same for the Panthers of the NFL. More on that story. Did you know that the NFL will experiment with an alternative to the onside kickoff? At this year's Pro Bowl, you may see it in actual NFL games as soon as later this year. College basketball is front and center for us as well. Major League Baseball is front and center too. Not scandal today. That's nice for a change. But the Baseball Hall of Fame class of 2020 will be announced. Derek Jeter will be in, but it's a matter of following the details. Will he be a unanimous first ballot Hall of Famer? There's only been one in the history of that sport. His old Yankees teammate, Mariano Rivera, pulled that off just last year. Jeet's going in. Will it be a first ballot unanimous? We shall see. Larry Walker is on the edge. Kurt Schilling controversial off the field but one of the most dominant postseason pitchers ever is near the 75 percent writers cut line Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens you know their stories they have all the numbers you could possibly need but they are expected again this is the eighth straight year they are expected whereas they are inching closer to the 75 percent threshold Two of the best ever to play the game for those PED-related reasons are expected to once again fall short of the 75%. You can jump in on a baseball question of the day. We have a Super Bowl question of the day. We have a college hoops question of the day. We have an NBA question of the day. And we have great guests all day long. Kevin Keats of the NC State Wolfpack. Whereas we will discuss tonight Miami visiting the Duke Blue Devils. Remember, Duke has gone from a nine-game winning streak to a two-game losing streak. Devils, to me, are still one of the best teams in the country, but they did lose at Clemson. They did lose at home to Louisville this weekend. So that's two straight defeats. They'll beat Miami tonight, but there will be a lot worth watching as Coach K talked about youth and immaturity and less experience, less age, he said, than Louisville had or even Clemson had. The Blue Devils have some growing to do, even as they have some really nice pieces falling into place. Wake Forest is coming off a win. They are at Clemson tonight. Those are the two ACC hoops matchups on your TV screens this evening. Last night, the biggest one was NC State going to Charlottesville and beating UVA. They were missing two guys from their usual eight-man rotation, but they got it done anyway through some questionable foul calls, through some dumb plays by members of the Wolfpack, through a wild crowd at times at John Paul Jones Arena. No Manny Bates, no Pat Andre, but a lot of different guys made big plays down the stretch as the Wolfpack improved to 14-5, and 5-3 five, five and three in the ACC. UVA has been struggling. They have a less serious problem than what the Tar Heels have in Chapel Hill. It boils down to this. Their guard play is bad offensively. Roy Williams have, has even more problems than Tony Bennett at UVA. 
UVA has some nice pieces, at least four guys I would want on my team. Their guard play generally, though, at the offensive end is just hide your eyes bad. The Wolfpack exploited that in a a low-scoring game last night. Carolina, of course, has an even more extreme version of poor guard play, especially offensively, with Cole Anthony still out. More on the Tar Heels later. Congrats to the Wolfpack including an invitation to Kevin Keats, the third-year Wolfpack head coach, formerly of UNC Wilmington, formerly of Rick Pitino's staff at Louisville, all the way to a national championship, remember, with the Cardinals. Kevin Keats later this hour. Will Brinson on the NFL from CBS Sports. There'll be second hour. Chris Spatola on all this college basketball near and afar will join us from ESPN in hour number three. Basketball question of the day involves one college option, one pro option. Super Bowl question of the day that allows for your participation right now. Who or what is your favorite storyline leading up to Super Bowl 54? You could branch off in a different direction because I'm going to play the Jimmy Garoppolo game today, whereas Patrick Mahomes of the Chiefs is accurately portrayed as a superstar, right? 2018 MVP, number one reason the Chiefs were victorious this past weekend. A lot of great stuff in between. When he's healthy... He's a phenomenal one young quarterback. I gave you the number yesterday. The only under 25 years old quarterback ever to throw more playoff touchdown passes than Patrick Mahomes already has for the Chiefs was a guy named Dan Marino. That's pretty good company. As Mahomes is accurately portrayed as a superstar leading the Chiefs, his counterpart with the 49ers in Super Bowl 54 is being accurately portrayed as more of a caretaker. My question for you, even though Jimmy G has had a good year, he is 28 years old. This is his first full season as a starter. After all those years, remember, three of them backing up Tom Brady in New England, and then two full years before he fully was healthy and given a chance to be the 16-game starter. At 20, you don't see that story a lot, right? First-time, full-time starting NFL quarterback at 28. I don't believe Jimmy Garoppolo is an answer to this question, but I'm trying to put his place in Super Bowl history by asking this, who's the worst quarterback you remember starting in a Super Bowl? Depending on how old you are, you might not remember some of my favorite examples. It is a reminder that you can get to a Super Bowl with a no-name quarterback. It is even a reminder that you can win a Super Bowl if the rest of your team is good enough even if you have a quarterback who has not yet been, for example, all pro. This is not a Tom Brady. This is not a Terry Bradshaw. This is not a Troy Aikman or a Roger Staubach. Jimmy Garoppolo might someday be an all pro, but he's never been that. I have seen Rex Grossman lead the Chicago Bears to a Super Bowl. First one that came to mind As the starter, I've seen David Woodley lead the Miami Dolphins to a Super Bowl. That might have been a little bit before your time, Darren Vaught. I once saw Tony Eason lead the New England Patriots to a Super Bowl. I saw Stan Humphreys lead the old San Diego Chargers to a Super Bowl. I once saw Vince Ferragamo lead the L.A. Rams to a Super Bowl. Exactly. What do they have all in common? They all lost. (laughs) they are the most forgettable starting quarterbacks perhaps in Super Bowl history I'm not old enough to remember Joe Cap of the Minnesota Vikings from the Wayback Machine but Jimmy Garoppolo's season is better than what those guys did okay 
He is not Mahomes. He is not the dozen or so superstars who have led their teams to many Super Bowls, wins, and defeats. Who is the worst quarterback you remember starting in a Super Bowl? We'll have some fun with that one at 1-800-849-2761. The college basketball question of the day. Which ACC teams... Beyond the big three of FSU, Louisville, and Duke, who are all in the national top eight of the rankings, have what it takes to join the big three in this year's NCAA tournament. I believe UVA and NC State played each other last night. I believe they're both correct answers to the question. I think there are other possibilities, but we've all realized this is not going to be a vintage year for the ACC Averaging eight NCAA tournament bids over these last four years, it will not come close to that in all likelihood this year. Check out our power rankings at accsports.com and The Athletic Carolina. You'll see what I mean in more detail. Which ACC teams beyond Duke, Louisville, and FSU have what it takes to join those three in this year's NCAA tournament from the ACC? More of the Wolfpack and the Cavaliers, their warts, but also their potential were on display last night. I'll offer more of my thoughts as we welcome yours. Clark in Wilmington wants to get the phone calls rolling. We'll also talk about the Blue Devils looking forward as they host the Miami Hurricanes tonight. Zion Williamson is in the headlines. The 19-year-old finally will make his NBA debut tomorrow night. Number one overall to the Pelicans, of course, after that National Player of the Year season at Duke. 44-year-old Tiger Woods, GOAT candidate, is back in action for the first time competitively in 2020 later this week at Torrey Pines. And 38-year-old Serena Williams, GOAT, who has not won a Grand Slam singles title since three years ago, remember she's had a baby since then, is back in action at the Australian Open as that continues in the tennis world. Darren Vaught is back as the producer of the David Glenn Show. Sam, representing UNC, is the voice you'll hear if you dial us up right now, 1-800-849-2761. And Darren, I'll talk to you more on the other side about the Baseball Hall of Fame and these NBA, or, yeah, NBA NFL, and college basketball headlines of the day. I have not neglected to mention the Carolina Hurricanes. I just saved it for last because we're giving away Canes tickets right now. On the other side, if you can answer a trivia, trivia question that is essentially designed to be as easy as possible, I want to send you to see the Winnipeg Jets against the Carolina Hurricanes tonight. You could either pick your tickets up at our Raleigh studio or we will leave them at will call for you at PNC Arena. That is up to you. If you can pick them up, you get the added benefit of a parking pass. The trivia question will be so easy, Darren, that any true Kaniac will have the correct answer. The trivia question is designed to weed out scalpers and others who would poach our lower-level tickets and turn around and sell them. We don't like when that happens. We like rewarding actual puckheads, actual Kaniacs. We have a very easy trivia question, and we'll send a Kaniac and a friend into lower-level seats tonight at PNC Arena. Remember, the Canes don't play again after tonight until January 31st. They have 10 days between games because of the NHL All-Star break. And, oh, by the way, that Justin Williams guy is back. You'll get to enjoy him tonight if you win the Canes tickets. That's on the other side. Kevin Keats in about 15 minutes from the victorious NC State Wolfpack. Will Brinson on the NFL. Chris Patola on College Hoops. Baseball Hall of Fame. Did you know the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame is announcing its class tomorrow? And let's just say I do a lot of work with those guys. I can't tip all my cards, but it's going to be a truly star-studded group. 
with massive names that you will all know and celebrate. Let's give away some Canes tickets. Let's talk football, basketball, hockey, and Major League Baseball and its Hall of Fame, 1-800-849-2761. The worst starting quarterbacks in the history of the Super Bowl. And no, Jimmy Garoppolo does not belong in that bottom 10. There are now... 61 guys who have started Super Bowls all time. It's about to become 63, of course, with Mahomes and Garoppolo getting there for the first time. More Super Bowl QBs. Who or what is your favorite storyline leading up to Super Bowl 54? My answers and yours to the questions of the day. Clark and Jeff and Jeremy and you can be next by dialing 1-800-849-2761 on The David Glenn Show. I would never be so competitive, so childish, that I would actually keep track of my record as a coach in youth soccer. I mean, that would be ridiculous. So when I think about my 78 wins, two losses, and four (laughs) ties, not that I was keeping track or anything. Stay with us on The David Glenn Show. NCN Sports, I'm Josh Zach. NC State beat defending national champion Virginia 53-51 last night. It was their first win in Charlottesville since 2005. The Wolfpack had to overcome a second-half scoring drought of more than 10 minutes and the loss of DJ Funderburg, who scored 14 points before fouling out with 6.48 to play. Head coach Kevin Keats talked afterward about his reaction to losing Funderburg down the stretch. Well, when he fouled out, I started looking at my assistant coaches to see if I could get them in the game, and I knew neither one of those guys had eligibility. But give Danny Dixon a lot of credit. He's a kid who hasn't played a lot of basketball. Um, he was hurt for a while. I thought Danny did a great job. Other North Carolina programs in play last night. Gardner-Webb was hosting Hampton and winning 39-31 at halftime. But because of an unfixable malfunction to one of the shot clocks during the break, the game was suspended. Information on when the game will be resumed is yet to be announced. They're scheduled to meet again, the running Bulldogs and the Pirates, on February 20th. In play tonight, Wake Forest travels to Clemson. Miami is at Duke. On the ice, Winnipeg is in Raleigh for a 7 o'clock face-off versus the Hurricanes at PNC Arena. It's the last game for the Canes before the All-Star break, and the rest period could be coming at just the right time. Carolina's gone 1-2-1 and in their last four after winning their previous three straight. Rod Brindamore talked about the pluses and minuses of having a week off at this time of the season. The good, obviously, is for me, it's the mental break. That's what guys need right now. The downside is the physical side of get out of rhythm and you know, sink a little bit. That, that You run the risk of that. But the good news, everybody's in the same boat. It's not an advantage one way or another. Oh, what a way to join the 3,000 hit club! Will Derek Jeter be a unanimous selection? We'll find out when the Baseball Hall of Fame announces the new class of inductees tonight. Will Jeter be elected in his first year of eligibility like teammate Mariano Rivera was last year? Amid the MLB's sign-stealing scandal, analysts say it would be just the thing the game needs right now. This is NCN Sports. One in three adults in America have pre-diabetes, but most don't know it. To let people know it can be reversed before it becomes type 2 diabetes, professional basketball player Julius Randle is doing everything in reverse. I'm only dunking with reverse windmills. I drove the whole way to practice in reverse. I don't recommend it. This move's called the reverse shuffle. I do recommend it. And it took me months to learn how to speak in reverse, like this. Years 10 almost for diabetes type 2 with living Ben has my mind. In other words, my mom has been living with type 2 diabetes for almost 10 years. So together, we want to say to the 84 million Americans at risk, 
Exercise and healthy eating can help reverse prediabetes. Start by taking a simple one-minute risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. <laughs> Betty can't say that in reverse. GTG, BRB, OMW, be there in a few. You may think that these kinds of texts are fine because of their length, and you can easily send them at a stoplight. But no, answering one text can take your attention away from the road for five seconds. And traveling at 55 miles an hour, that's enough time to travel the length of a football field. Make good decisions. Don't text and drive. Visit stoptextstoprex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. In movies, when someone at a party jumps into a pool fully dressed, everyone cheers them on and jumps in too. Just so you know, in real life parties, nobody jumps in after you. You just look stupid. Come on, jump in. Come on. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No, I'm asking questions. Like what? Hey, Bobo, do flowers have best friends? I'm sorry. I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Borsell's had a great night. Borsell fires off the front rim as time expires. Boy, for NC State to win this, they tried. It's almost like they tried to give it away at the end. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. We're going to give away Canes tickets right now. We're going to celebrate Wolfpack over UVA in Charlottesville. That was Sean McDonough and Jay Billis on the call last night for ESPN. Miami is at Duke tonight on ESPN. More college hoops. Wake is at Clemson. We have an NFL question of the day for you. Who's the worst starting quarterback you've ever seen in a Super Bowl? Quick note on that as the answers continue to pile in at David Glenn Show on Twitter. Also, my email, dglenn at accsports.com, is one that you can use that gets directly to me. The answers have included, at the good end, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Joe Montana, Johnny Unitas, John Elway, Brett Favre, Terry Bradshaw, Ben Roethlisberger, Roger Stahlbeck, Bart Starr from the Wayback Machine, Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers from more recently. How about a little Steve Young? You know what all those great quarterbacks have in common? They not only started in the Super Bowl at the most important position on the field, they all won at least one Super Bowl. Now, Patrick Mahomes being as young as he is, doesn't have bodies of work that compare to those guys. But he already has an MVP award, and some of those greats don't have any of those. The greatest of those great do. Some of them have even more than one. But the Chiefs are being led by a rising superstar in Patrick Mahomes. The 49ers are being led by a defense and a running game and a well-rounded depth chart. 
so that they have to ask Jimmy Garoppolo to perform a different job description. Kevin Keats of NC State joins us live in less than 10 minutes. Wesley and Raleigh will get the first shot at free Canes tickets. The quick reminder at the other end of the spectrum, all the worst names you're giving me, Rex Grossman of the Bears, who did start uh, an early Super Bowl, David Woodley of the Dolphins, Tony Eason of the Patriots, Stan Humphreys of the Chargers, Jimmy Garoppolo was better than all these guys. Vince Ferragamo of the Rams, Joe Cap of the early Minnesota Vikings, and more. All of those guys, Neil O'Donnell of the Steelers. Jimmy Garoppolo is better than most of those guys. Now, he's only been a starter for one year in the NFL, so his body of work is somewhat open-ended, as is Patrick Mahomes for different reasons. But Garoppolo's not the worst. Mahomes is not yet the best. It is a fascinating storyline that these two finalists have taken such different roads to Super Bowl 54. More on that matchup with more of your phone calls, 1-800-849-2761. We'll get to the Baseball Hall of Fame and the other matters of the day. Wesley's in Raleigh. Let's try to give away some Canes tickets to tonight's game against Winnipeg. Everybody's last chance to see them until after the All-Star break in the NHL. December th- or January 31st will be the Canes' next game. That one also is at home. Wesley, are you a Caniac that goes to games a lot, or are we going to be sending you perhaps on a maiden voyage to PNC Arena? Uh, I have a three-year-old who loves it, so I go to the first period a lot, and <laughs> then I don't make it out after that. <laughs> oh, really? I don't know. That feels like a waste of a ticket. Is is, is uh, that your status quo kind of go-to way of doing things? I mean, I remember having little kids. Is yours just a little bit harder to manage than usual? Well, we've got a one-and-a-half-year-old of the house, oh. too, so usually we end up switching. So my wife will take them. If, if she can, I'll take eight, and if I can, we kind of just make it work. All right. How's your Canes trivia knowledge? If I ask you a really easy question, you won't let us down, will you? I think I'll be good. All right. I, I, I might just give Wesley the easy one, and then once he wins, I'll just pepper him with others just to see how deep his well of knowledge is. Okay. The Carolina Hurricanes had a defenseman who was named an all-star – Sadly, he's now injured and has been replaced by another outstanding Canes defenseman. Can you name either or both of those outstanding hockey players? I can. We've got Dougie Hamilton with a broken, I think, fibula. And then we've got Jacob Slavin taking over for him in the game. Look at that. Bonus points for the extra medical detail. All right, so if I, and you're a winner, Wesley. I don't know if you, you have your choice of picking them up at our studio. You get the benefit of a parking pass if you do it that way. Or we can just leave them for you at the will call window at PNC Arena. If I just kept going and said, what three-time Stanley Cup champion recently returned with distinction? And help the Canes beat the Islanders on Sunday with a shootout goal. I have a feeling that one would be easy for your three-year-old, right? Yeah, I think Justin Williams would come out of his mouth for that one. All right. What backup goalie was also instrumental in that win over the Islanders? James Reimer. What personalities connected to the Carolina Hurricanes have won the North Carolina Sportscaster of the Year Award? John Forslund. That's correct. Would you know others? Um, I would not, to be honest. Chuck Caton also won uh, the longtime voice of the Canes. And the way the Canes say it, since I'm a season ticket holder and I've won the Sportscaster of the Year Award twice, they count me as connected to the Canes as well. At least the nice people over there count me as connected to them as well. So you got the win. You got the sweep, actually. Two lower-level tickets 
bring a child, bring your spouse. Anything is okay with us, although we do not provide the babysitter if needed. Wesley, stay on hold. You get two tickets and perhaps that parking pass if you can swing your way to our studios here in Raleigh. If not, no problem. We'll have the tickets waiting for you at PNC Arena. 1-800-849-2761. Jeff and others have great answers to the Super Bowl quarterback question. College basketball, states win. The Blue Devils match up tonight on ESPN against Miami. More Canes talk as they have their final game before a long all-star break. And we'll get to the Baseball Hall of Fame as well. 1-800-849-2761. On the other side, just as we typically bring you coming out of a weekend, a best of the weekend nominee, you know, Webb Simpson off of his major golf championship, Tony Bennett off of his national championship at UVA, Roy Williams, Mike Krzyzewski, et cetera. Just yesterday, we had Dino Gaudio in for Chris Mack after Louisville beat the Blue Devils at Cameron Indoor Stadium this weekend. Kevin Keats got the win with NC State up in Charlottesville last night. 53-51 Wolfpack, even with the pack missing two key guys from their usual eight-man rotation. They got it done against last year's national champions. We'll talk with Kevin Keats. They get ice cream after ACC road victories, you know. Coach Keats joins us next on the David Glenn Show. Christian Leitner, thanks for joining us. It's been less than a week since the I Hate Christian Leitner 30 for 30. The final product of the movie was absolutely awesome. I love every second of it. Maybe I'm not seeing the same thing everyone else is seeing, but I thought the movie was awesome and I loved it. Keep it here on The David Glenn Show. Making the decision to get a divorce can be difficult, but the process of divorce doesn't have to be. At One Stop Divorce, we offer a quick three-step divorce process that reduces time, stress, and attorney fees. In fact, just a one-time fee of $2.99 is all it takes. Sound too good to be true? It's not. Visit OneStopDivorce.com today to see for yourself. That's OneStopDivorce.com. Three easy steps, one easy stop. OneStopDivorce.com. Take warning as the Carolina Hurricanes return to the ice after a long all-star break on Friday night, January 31st, against the Vegas Golden Knights. You can participate in the NHL's Mental Health Awareness Night. Every Mental Health Awareness Night ticket package includes a special Hockey Talks t-shirt and helps raise awareness and funds to provide essential support for individuals affected by mental illness. Learn more at hurricanes.com promotions. All right, everyone. It's a hard hat game out there, but we're the North Carolina Cranes. And this is our shipyard. We support more than 87,000 jobs in North Carolina. And last year, we put up $15.4 billion to the state's economy. That's nine zeros, Coach. It sure is. So let's get back out there and move that cargo. At North Carolina Ports, we play hard for our state's economy. Now that's something to cheer about. Check out our season highlights at nccranes.com. to the David Glenn Show. Our next guest was one of the stars of last night's college basketball action. He was the leader of the stars, I guess you could say, put a little differently. DJ Funderburk had a good game. Markel Johnson made some big plays. CJ Bryce back in the lineup after his concussion issues. Looks like an all-ACC caliber player to me and also had some big plays last night as the Wolfpack had to go to Charlottesville and take on last year's national champions. They get the win 
After the big three of Florida State and Louisville and Duke, guess who's next in the ACC standings? It is the 14-5 and five overall, 5-3 five and three now in conference play, NC State Wolfpack of third-year pack coach Kevin Keats, who joins us now. Coach, welcome back to the David Glenn Show, and congratulations. We know you get ice cream after ACC road victories. How did that go last night? What flavor did you get, and what was popular among the guys? Uh, DG, thanks for having me. You know, I always enjoy being on your show. You, it man. was, uh, man, the guys loved it. We stopped at um, in Charlottesville, which is a beautiful city. We stopped at Ben and Jerry's. Uh, ben and Jerry's was the place. Uh, I don't know if I ever told you. I don't eat the ice cream. I enjoy watching That's those right. guys. But, I forgot. Uh, we. Yeah, we let everybody get two scoops yesterday, so it was a good night. <laughs> hey, Coach, how does it work? I mean, we're watching the game on TV. Clearly, most opposing fans are not exactly reaching out to shake your hands or tell you what a great game you played as you beat their team. What happens when a bunch of guys wearing Wolfpack red walk into an ice cream parlor in Charlottesville, Virginia, after beating the Cavaliers? How does that go? Are people nice, I hope? Well, first of all, I, I talked to my uh, dobo, Travis Hackers, like, where can we go? He said, well, there's a Ben and Jerry's, <laughs> but we got to get there by 10 o'clock. And I was like, 10 o'clock? So we had to rush out of the <laughs> locker room. We called them, and uh, they were nice. Uh, they were nice people. Uh, actually, a couple of the guys that were supposed to get off stayed behind. They did a tremendous job. and They were good to us. Um, not to say that they were happy with us, but they were really, really good to us and polite. Coach, what does it take to win on the road in particular this year in the ACC? Because it just doesn't feel like in most of these matchups there's a huge gap between one team or the other. I mean, last night, 53-51, it felt like there was almost no gap between your Wolfpack and the Cavaliers, and yet you made those one or two extra plays that meant the difference between victory and defeat. Does it feel like those margins are even smaller this year, especially in ACC road games? Well, I think, you know, what you have to do, and uh, I'm certainly not the expert at it, I can tell you that now because we've had our share of wins and losses, but I think in order to win on the road this year, and, and I, I shouldn't say just this year, but you got to pack your defense when you when you go on the road because, um, you know, for example, last night uh, Virginia traditionally and still is, is one of the best defensive teams that you're going to play in they're really insane in that building. In the last couple of years, uh, they've been 31-2 and two in that building. Wow. Um, what we had to do is I told our guys that if you're going to win the game, don't worry about so much on your offense because we're, we're a team that's possible. We could score, but you gotta you got to rely on your defense and you got to keep them from scoring. And uh, I thought we did a good job. We've been playing pretty solid on the defensive end for the last three or four games. We've held our last three or four opponents under 40% which is good for us, but you got to come in with a mindset. You got to be focused. And then I, I mean, you got to be tremendous defensively to get out of any place in this league with a win. Kevin Keats is joining us. He led the Wolfpack to the NCAA tournament in his first year in Raleigh. He is well positioned to get them back there here in year three. Follow coach on Twitter at coach Keats NCSU. We always think in terms of the student hyphen athlete, and, of course, the athlete part involves a lot of basketball. In your case, the student part, you got to get good grades. There are now quizzes in the basketball <laughs> office, right? So we're blending academics and athletics. Sometimes, Coach, your guys don't always play as smartly as they could. So you came up with this quiz idea. Tell us about that, and, and have you sensed improvement 
in terms of your players understanding the scouting report uh, since you started giving those quizzes? Well, to their credit, yes. Um, you know, we were doing, a, as coaches, we were doing a lot of film breakdown, as most coaches do. Uh, we were doing a lot of scout reports. And, you know, uh, guys were going on the floor and didn't understand scout reports, didn't understand the strengths of the other team or each individual guy. If they were a right-hand driver or a left-hand driver, they were a shooter. Um, we didn't understand that. And so I, I just got, I said, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to. I'm going to give them a quiz. And the quiz was, um, it's about five questions. Uh, after practice, I came into the huddle and I said, guys, you really have to listen when we're in games doing timeouts. I said, I may tell you that the score is 75 to 70. I may tell you that we've got two timeouts. I may tell you that it's our possession. I may say uh, we're running this play if it's man-to-man. And if it's a zone, we're running this play. And then, I may throw a couple of random things that you, you got to be able to take in all that stuff and go out and execute right out of the timeout. And so after I did that, I said, all right, everybody spread out. And I gave them, uh, we had a, a quiz ready. We had um, five questions on the quiz. And my last question was, what do, what's the last key that I give you before we go on, on the floor? And that's to have fun. Uh, so we, we spread them out so they couldn't look at each other's paper. We, we made sure that we were going to do it the right way. <laughs> and uh, I gave them about 10 minutes to answer those five questions. And, you know, DG, it was um, when we first did it, man, you wouldn't believe some of the answers. I won't say who said it, but, you know, of course, uh, I know you're paying attention. I said it was 75 to 70. We were up. Uh, I asked one guy what was the score, and he said we were up 19. I was like, well, man, that's a great deal. But we wasn't up 19. We were up five, you know. Um, so, it's been good, though. You know, I, I try to do it at least once a week now when we go out. I don't tell them when it's going to be. Uh, when a coach is doing a scout report or we're speaking, we'll break them up after practice, give them a quiz, and uh, we'll figure out. And if they um, – it depends on how many they miss, how many times they got to run up and down the court. Wolfpack coach Kevin Keats is joining us on the David Glenn Show. You're a basketball lifer. I've been covering this league now for 33 years. So I'm going to ask you something that I've been scratching my head about. Maybe maybe you're scratching your head, or maybe you can explain it. When I look at your guys, you know, most of them are on a career arc that I've seen before. Like, C.J. Bryce was a good player for you at UNC Wilmington. He sat out, then he was a better player, and now, to me, he's an all-ACC type candidate. So he's on that upward arc that's very easy to see. Credit to him, credit to your staff for kind of getting the best out of him. Devin Daniels looks better this year than last year. Jericho Helms looks better this year than last year. DJ Funderburk looks better this year than last year. And you even promoted him to the starting lineup, complimenting his improvement. Markel Johnson, coach, to me is doing, like, the steals and the assists and the other floor leader stuff really well. And yet, like, oddly, he can't hit free throws and can't hit three-point shots. I, that's a really weird thing for a senior to encounter. Do you have any idea what's going on there? Because if he can round out the rest of the game that we've seen him do in the past, well, then he's back to not only being a good player, which he is right now, but, you know, being that special player that you know he's capable of being. You know, I think, uh, DG, when guys get to a senior year, um, it's all type of pressures on you, um, and especially in this league. When you look in this league and you become a senior, uh, a lot of times you have pressure on you either play great or you have a tough senior year. Uh, majority of the guys in our league uh, end up before they're a seniors, if yeah. they're really good players, they end up going to the 
to the NBA or some type of professional basketball. And I think sometimes these guys put a little pressure on themselves or, or the outside people put pressure on it. Uh, I've had to bring him in and talk about, um, you know, what his future looks like in three months. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, and I think some of that had gotten to him, and I think he's still now starting to settle in and understand that um, just relax and play basketball and, you know, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And he's starting to get back into a groove. He had the game with 27, then obviously um, didn't play great on the road at Virginia Tech. Um, and I'm not even going to say that has a lot to do with Markel. I thought Beattie did a tremendous job on him, and then he bounced back yesterday even though – uh, when you score seven points against Virginia, that's almost like 14 because they're yeah. such a great defensive team. Um, but I think it's uh, I think it's a process. I think he was overthinking. I was one of those deals where you know at one point he led the whole league in assists, and then the next year he became a scorer. And yeah. I'm trying to get 40 minutes out of him. So I think as he gets better and continue understanding and stop worrying about what's going to happen, I think he'll be fine. I'll tell you what, man, five assists, and I believe it was zero turnovers last night against one of the best defensive teams in the country. Uh, that's a nice step forward, even if it is only seven points, which you're right. On the UVA scale, seven points feels like two touchdowns sometimes. Kevin Keats is joining us on the David Glenn Show. I have a feeling I know you well enough to know that your tunnel vision does not allow you to think much beyond a trip to Atlanta to face Georgia Tech on Saturday. So I'll leave, you know, you got the Tar Heels at home next Monday. You got Louisville coming to town. Let me ask you just a bigger picture question because, you know, we talk about it here in fan and media land. The Wolfpack is one of the only ACC teams that hosts all three of the big monster teams right now that they're all like in the top eight of the national rankings. So you get Louisville at home on February 1st. You get Duke at home on February 19th. And you get FSU at home on February 22nd. Even as I know you'll remind us, you're focused on the Yellow Jackets. Can, can you just paint that big picture for us? Because you beat Wisconsin by double digits. You just beat UVA at UVA. You won at UNC Greensboro, which might be, you know, the Southern Conference champion this year. It feels like you're building an NCAA tournament caliber resume, but some people think you're going to need to beat one of those heavyweights, uh, and you do get those guys in Raleigh this coming month. What are your thoughts about that bigger picture? Well, you know me, and um, I, I can't control that. And, and this is the crazy thing: is like we're we're only eight games into our twenty ACC game schedule. Yeah, things will change. Um, you know, teams that you think are going to be at the bottom will be in the middle up to the top, and the guys who are at the top may fade. All schedules are not created equal. Um, I don't know everybody's strength of schedule, who they played or not. Uh, we're fortunate to be able to have some of the right now better teams in that league to come here but you know you got to win every game that's in front of you and and honestly I I don't I try not to look ahead I try not to let the guys look ahead um we're focused on a a good Georgia Tech team that um it's really good man can beat anybody in this league on any given night um but it's a tough league Um, people DG have told me for the last week or two this league is down um and I disagree Though we may not have the superstars, I want you to think about this. We had three number ones in this league and yep. at least nine, seven to nine NBA caliber guys. And out of that seven to nine, probably three or four of them could possibly be, possibly be a Hall of Famer one day, maybe. You know, possibly. That's yep. a stretch, but really good players. Um, and so we don't have those guys, but nor does anybody else in the country. And so to say that this league is down, I would say if you look around college basketball, 
we just don't have the Zion Williamson's out there. It's some good players, but nobody liked them. So our league is great, but I like our opportunities. Um, no coach in this league loves their schedule because uh, it's the toughest league. And with us going to 20 games, it even makes it tougher. Uh, but you just got to concentrate on the next game. Last thing for you, it feels like even though you've been in this game forever, there's always something new. I wonder what does Coach Kevin Keats say to DJ Funderburk at the end of the game where he does have 14 points, five rebounds, a block, a steal, and again, those numbers are kind of depressed by the style and tempo that UVA plays at. But he also like reached out at his opponent's injured thumb and got elbowed in return, and then you got a double technical, and then he's closer to fouling out. I mean, there's a lot to love there, but if you're not passing those basketball IQ tests, I imagine there was, you know, some part of the conversation involved in both directions, good and bad. Yeah, I didn't like the call, uh, not because I thought it was a bad call. I didn't like the call in comparison to the way the game was being called. I thought the game was very physical. And um, I thought it was a lot of bumps on both ways. And, um, you know, I obviously I had to counsel him and tell him, hey, you know, when you got four fouls, you can't even be close to putting yourself in that situation. Um, but it was a physical game. I thought their post guys did a tremendous job of uh, on ball screens, pushing us out towards half court. And there were some contacts that I thought the referees let them play through. I just wish that could have happened on our end of the floor. And that's not to say they were, I'm not saying at all they were picking a side with UVA yeah. or us. Yeah. I just thought it was a tough fifth call, fifth foul for him. You know. I get it. Coach Keats, Kevin Keats, third-year Wolfpack head coach on Twitter at Coach Keats NCSU. Thanks very much for squeezing in a visit, Coach, uh, the day after such a big victory in Charlottesville. You know we always appreciate your time on the David Glenn Show. Oh, man, appreciate you guys having me. Have a good day. Right back at you. And just to underline what Coach said as we come back to your calls, NFL, College Hoops, Baseball Hall of Fame, Carolina Hurricanes, and some other things, did you know that the Miami Hurricanes became the latest team to figure out their starting quarterback via the transfer route for this upcoming season. Around here, man, we've got some things to look forward to, by the way. Sam Howell's back for his sophomore year at Carolina. Zach Thomas is back for his senior year at App State at quarterback. Holton Ehlers is back for his junior year at ECU, which should be better. Sam Hartman is a former starter who's now again a starter at Wake Forest. He's in his, he will be in his junior year when he retakes the starting role this fall. Remember, uh, Jamie Newman transferred to Georgia in his grad transfer year. So Miami picks up. Derek King of Houston, who was putting up some of the best dual threat numbers in the whole country uh, and decided to leave the Cougars of the American Athletic Conference, he's going to use his last year of eligibility as a grad transfer with the Miami Hurricanes. So as Duke and NC State and others are trying to figure out quarterback, App and UNC and ECU and Wake Forest and now Miami, along with some others around the ACC, feel really good about what they have on hand. Underlining what Coach Keats said on the basketball side, this league a year ago, you ready for these names? Zion Williamson was at Duke a year ago at this time. R.J. Barrett and Cam Reddish were also at Duke a year ago at this time. They all became NBA lottery picks, obviously. Zion, number one overall. He finally makes his debut for the Pelicans tomorrow night after missing all this time, more than half the NBA season because of knee surgery. 
DeAndre Hunter and Ty Jerome and Kyle Guy were all at UVA a year ago at this time. Kobe White and Nasir Little and Luke May and Cam, Cam Johnson and Kenny Williams were all at Carolina a year ago at this time. Do you remember Nikhil Alexander-Walker and Kerry Blackshear at Virginia Tech on that Buzz Williams team a year ago? They and a whole bunch of others are now gone from the team in Blacksburg, and yet the Hokies in year one under Mike Young have not crashed back to earth. They've been one of the biggest overachievers in all of college basketball. Uh, Kai Bowman left Wake uh, Boston College early. Tyus Battle left Syracuse early. Dewan Hernandez left Miami early after some eligibility issues. Uh, Fiondu Cabangeli left Florida State early and was a, an NBA draft pick. Jalen Horde left Wake Forest after his freshman year. I mean, are you kidding me? That's a lot of talent, man. That's an exodus. So, of course, you're not going to be quite as dominant the year after you lose all of those guys. O'Shea Brissett left uh, Syracuse early last year. I mean, even some of the reserves, Marquise Bolden left Duke early after last season, right? I mean, I've made a list of like 20-some guys that might leave, and like 17 or 18 of them did leave early. And that's, of course, not even counting the seniors, although I did mention a couple of those. 1-800-849-2761. Back to the NFL. Who's the worst quarterback you remember starting in a Super Bowl? Some are pounding on Jimmy Garoppolo of this year's 49ers, mainly because he's not Patrick Mahomes, and in part because he didn't start until he was 28 years old, and he didn't complete a full season as a starter until this year with the San Francisco 49ers. All things being relative, we can give you at least a dozen quarterbacks less accomplished than Jimmy Garoppolo who have started Super Bowls in the past. Most of them did lose, but most of them also did not have the depth chart that Jimmy G is surrounded by in San Francisco. College Hoops, who besides the big three of FSU, Louisville, and Duke has what it takes to join those three in this year's NCAA tournament from the ACC. I believe both the Wolfpack and the UVA Cavaliers fit that description. And there are other candidates to join them as well. More of my thoughts with more of yours. And can you really have a Hall of Fame without your all-time home run king and without the pitcher who has more Cy Young awards than anybody in the history of the sport? That describes both Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, neither of whom is expected to get to the 75% writer's vote threshold that you need to be announced as a member of the class of 2020 later today. More on those stories with more of your calls next. If my low and away curve that barely paints the black so frequently that nobody can hit it, you're going to tell me I got to throw change-ups, fastballs, and sliders all the time? Oh, it's too difficult to hit TTG's <laughs> low and away curveball. Wah, 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 wah. You're listening to The David Glenn Show. NCN Sports, I'm Josh Zach. NC State beat defending national champion Virginia 53-51 last night. It was their first win in Charlottesville since 2005. The Wolfpack had to overcome a second-half scoring drought of more than 10 minutes and the loss of DJ Funderburg, who scored 14 points before fouling out with 6.48 to play. Head coach Kevin Keats talked afterward about his reaction to losing Funderburg down the stretch. Well, when he fouled out, I started looking at my assistant coaches to see if I could get them in the game, and I knew neither one of those guys had eligibility. 
But give Danny Dixon a lot of credit. He's a kid who hasn't played a lot of basketball. Um, he was hurt for a while. I thought Danny did a great job. Other North Carolina programs in play last night. Gardner Webb was hosting Hampton and winning 39-31 at halftime. But because of an unfixable malfunction to one of the shot clocks during the break, the game was suspended. Information on when the game will be resumed is yet to be announced. They're scheduled to meet again, the running Bulldogs and the Pirates, on February 20th. In play tonight, Wake Forest travels to Clemson. Miami is at Duke. On the ice, Winnipeg is in Raleigh for a 7 o'clock face-off versus the Hurricanes at PNC Arena. It's the last game for the Canes before the All-Star break, and the rest period could be coming at just the right time. Carolina's gone 1-2-1 and in their last four after winning their previous three straight. Rod Brindamore talked about the pluses and minuses of having a week off at this time of the season. The good, obviously, is for me, it's the mental break. That's what guys need right now. The downside is the physical side of get out of rhythm and have a sink a little bit. That, that You run the risk of that. But the good news, everybody's in the same mode. It's not an advantage one way or another. Oh, what a way to join the 3,000 hit club. Derek Jeter has done it. Will Derek Jeter be a unanimous selection? We'll find out when the Baseball Hall of Fame announces the new class of inductees tonight. Will Jeter be elected? in his first year of eligibility like teammate Mariano Rivera was last year. Amid the MLB's sign-stealing scandal, analysts say it would be just the thing the game needs right now. This is NCN Sports. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? <laughs> it's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Long ago, you wouldn't think of galloping on a horse while doing calligraphy. And you wouldn't have attempted to ride your bike while typing a letter. Yet you think you can safely operate a multi-ton vehicle while texting? Behind the wheel is no place to multitask. If you want to BRB, drive now and text later. Lives depend on it. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. You know what really gets a party started? Indoor baseball. Yeah, just find a broom or a pool cue, and you can use, like, anything as a ball. Cans, bottles, shoes. Hey, bro, toss me that avocado. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Underage drinking and driving, the ultimate party foul. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. All right, everybody in the car, let's go. What are we going to do first when we get there, Mom? Go for a hike? Sure. What about canoeing? Can we go canoeing, too? I don't see why. How long does it take to get to the forest? It's not that far, sweetie. <sighs> are we there yet? Yep, we're here. Already? It's a short drive from your neighborhood to your naturehood. 
Visit discovertheforest.org to find a neighborhood park or green space near you. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the U.S. Forest Service. You're not wired to have a response to this sound. You're neutral to it. And you can hear it repeatedly without feeling anything. But when we introduce a new stimulus, save the food. We've achieved pulling a natural or inborn response from you. Save the food. Because 40% of all food in the U.S. never gets eaten. Save the food. Cook it, store it, share it. Just don't waste it. For tips and recipes, visit savethefood.com. Brought to you by NRDC and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Jeff is in Wilmington. Gary is in Wilson. You can join us on any of our questions of the day. ACC and the NCAA tournament, who qualifies besides Florida State, Louisville, and Duke, the obvious three? They're all in the national top eight of the rankings. I think the Wolfpack and the Cavaliers, they went head-to-head last night in Charlottesville. Wolfpack getting the win. Appreciate Kevin Keats for dropping by on our show today. I think they both have what it takes to get there. UVA is just hide-your-eyes ugly offensively right now. They need another guard to help little Kihei Clark. You can get by with two guards. You can't get by with only one ACC-caliber guard, and that's a challenge moving forward for UVA. The Wolfpack has uh, C.J. Bryce and Devin Daniels, and although he has not been as good this year, Braxton Beverly, and Markel Johnson is still doing some things well, even as he continues to seek his shot, which was very good earlier in his career from three-point land, from the free-throw line, and just has magically vanished this year. Let me get Jeff in on the quarterback question. We're kicking around who was the worst quarterback you remember starting in a Super Bowl because some are portraying 49ers starter Jimmy Garoppolo that way, and I just don't think it's fair. The guy had a very good season. He's not a pro bowler. He's not an all-pro yet. He has time. He's only 28. Jeff in Wilmington has someone on his mind. Go right ahead. Hey, uh, do I win the uh, Super Bowl tickets if I get this right? Because I got it right. As an opinion question, we usually don't give away something as large as Super Bowl tickets on an opinion question. All right, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo's very good, okay? he's. Pro- I mean, he's just, anyway, that's... He's a, a good quarterback. The, the, winning, the winning answer is Doug Williams. Oh, that's he's not He's was, not worse than David Woodley and Rex Grossman. Was, he was so bad every other year. Even in the in the playoffs there, they were down 10 and not. I was at the game with a bunch of Bronco fans. And as an NFC fan, I'm pulling for the Redskins, just whatever. And uh, Joe Gibbs, is, he went and won three Super Bowls with three quarterbacks that two of them might have been barely above average. At least Doug was good that year because some of the names on this list weren't even good in the year they played in the Super Bowl, and most of them lost it. Doug Williams won his back after this. Ruffin McNeil, welcome back. I know we'll always be a huge part of you and your family. You know, this will be my last coaching stop. After this, yeah, maybe join you in a radio show or Amen. do some of that. Yeah. We'll, but, be, we'll uh, be doing some remote shows from your boat in the middle of the Caribbean somewhere <laughs> if I have my way. You're listening to The David Glenn Show. CN News. I'm Mike Riley. The Senate is set to hear arguments today over the organizing resolution for the impeachment trial authored by Majority Leader Mitch McConnell because it calls for the possibility of late-night sessions and puts the evidence collected by House investigators up to a Senate vote. Democrats call it a national disgrace. I'm Stephen Portnoy at the White House where sources describe the president's legal team as primed and ready to go. Mr. Trump's lawyers have been working until 11 o'clock at night to prep. Aid say through tomorrow, around his meetings with business and world leaders in Davos, Switzerland, the president will be kept apprised of the developments here in Washington. 
Earlier today, he said he's sure it will work out fine. First District North Carolina Democratic Representative G.K. Butterfield weighs in on the impeachment hearing. It tells WITN News. Abide by the oath that they took to serve as fair jurors in this case and will reach a fair decision. I have confidence in the Senate. President Trump gave opening remarks today at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, touting the economic achievements made under his administration. The average unemployment rate from my administration is the lowest for any U.S. president in recorded history. We started off with reasonably high rate. Governor Roy Cooper spent Martin Luther King Day in Asheville and talked about the budget. Republican State Representative Josh Dobson of McDowell County told WLOS News the Republican budget will provide raises for teachers and other state employees. That's why the State Employees Association has uh, fully endorsed this budget. Correctional officers, troopers, transportation workers on down the line. It's unfortunate that uh, that we're at this gridlock and stalemate. A North Carolina appeals court has upheld the legality of a quick called for legislative session in December of 2016 in which Republicans pushed through laws that weakened incoming Governor Roy Cooper. The vote announced today by the three-judge panel of the Court of Appeals in Raleigh was unanimous. You're listening to NCN News.